Home Beautiful Podcast. We speak about the light, hold back truths to spare your feelings. We never rock the boat. No unfiltered opinions here. Ah, no. You're listening to Unfiltered. Unfiltered. If it's politics, tech, entertainment, global headlines, and everything in between, we shoot you straight through the eyes with the truth. Streaming to six continents from Colorado Springs, Colorado, and West Hollywood, California. Sponsored by the Stutzman Group. We're real. We're raw. We are unfiltered. This is Bobby and Luke. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Unfiltered with Bobby and Luke. It is Thursday, March 4th. And Luke, we've got a very special episode today. Why don't you tell our listeners who we've got with us? Oh, I, I, I was only uh, prepared to introduce my new friend here, uh, Potato Head, uh, the uh, Aphromites formerly known as Mr. Potato Head. Now he's just uh, Potato Head. Uh, I guess he has the female and the male parts now. Uh, so he's sitting here with me. Uh, really, it's just a potato with some sticks in it. But uh, or, or did you mean our, our actual, I'm creative. sorry, did you mean our, our, our guests, our, our live guests on the uh, on the horn here? Absolutely. <laughs> All the right. Of the hour. <laughs> Our returning champion, the gold standard, TK Goldsmith. Welcome back, buddy. Hey, thanks for having me, fellas. Really appreciate it. I, I don't know if I can do any justice after the potato head deal, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's a potato with uh, some sticks shoved in it. You know, yeah. that's what I had as a kid, man. You make your own fun. <laughs> Studies have shown that kids with less toys have better imagination. So, I, you know, hey, there you go. <laughs> also oh, like joining it. us on the pod today, good friend coming to us from the class of 96, another Seward Blue Jay, Mr. Titus Patterson. Welcome to the pod, Titus. Hey, thanks for having me, fellas. Hell Should yeah. be a good podcast. Excellent. Where are you living these days, Titus? Uh, I'm up in Omaha right now, Omaha, Nebraska. Omaha, but, uh, the one, the one. Excellent, excellent. So we've got Colorado, Nebraska, Minnesota, yes, and sir. California, all represented. Nice. We got the Big Ten and the Pac-12. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, it should should still be the Big 12, but, you know, we'll leave that alone. Right. That's a conversation for another day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those were the good old days. Yes, Hell sir. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And, and the good old days when potatoes had gender. I just had I, I had to throw this out here because I actually find it hilarious that uh, certain conservatives are losing their shit over the fact that a toy uh, is is not even being regendered, and this is the the funny the funniest part about this, the company itself, okay, the company itself is Hasbro, and they have Mr. Potato Head and Mrs. Potato Head, right? So all they did was instead of the big animated logo at the top saying Mr. or Mrs., it says just Potato Head. And then down below, it still says Mr. Potato Head on the Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head on the Mrs. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I, the, the things these folks choose to, to make a big deal, uh, I, I, I don't understand. I think we have some slightly bigger issues to worry about right now than uh, the branding of a potato-shaped toy which, honest to God, guys, if you look at the history of the Mr. Potato Head, it legitimately was, when it first came out, just the bits, okay? It was meant to be used with a, a potato, you know? <laughs> like it, it, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There, there, was a whole, there was a whole line of them. That's why on, on our last pod, I, I mentioned Mr. Mustard Head. There was also Mr. French Fry. 
uh, Mr. Soda can or soda bottle, something like that. I don't know. There was a whole cast of characters and, and Potato Head was the only one that survived and, and eventually turned into its current iteration. So that's why I said I, I prefer Mr. Uh, Mr. Mustard Head. Cause I'd, uh, I'd, I'd definitely be the kid sitting there playing with a mustard bottle. Uh, that sounds about <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so just silly, just silly silliness, the silliness of, in the world right now. And I think we've got some, uh, some, some, some bigger issues to deal with. Like should sports figures take stances on political issues? Absolutely. I, you know, something I'd like to hear more about. Yeah, I would love to hear TK's response to that one. And then, uh, of course, you know, why, why is it that, uh, you know, big big tech feels like they have to uh, put the squeeze on to make more money? We've been talking about this has been kind of an ongoing uh, yes. ongoing theme of uh, Bobby's tech corner. Right. You know, right. What, 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 what the hell? What the hell is going on? Well... I don't, you know, with everything going on with so much scrutiny, right, all these tech companies are really, really pr trying to prevent being considered marketing companies, right? Because then they would fall under all the regulation of marketing companies. Mm -hmm. But the reality is Facebook in 2020, you go pull their financial statement. 98% of all of their revenue, and they generated almost 90 billion last year, 98%. And think of Facebook, everything that you see and touch and feel, all the, all the shit integrated and cross-integrated with um, Instagram and, you know, all these other platforms, 98% was all ad revenue. So, how can a company like that not to expect to be labeled and categorized as a fucking marketing company? I just I I think that's uh, that's where we're headed, and I think that's right. what these guys are trying to fend off. Uh, yes, with, yes, with their with their uh, with everything they've got. Yeah, absolutely. And so. Luke, did you realize? So this is episode fifteen of season two, and this is our thirtieth episode. Well, hey, 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 how you doing? Milestone. We got a milestone. Yeah. Now, in preparation. Congrats. Yep. In preparation for today's song, as everybody knows, we play an intro uh, of of a of a song that of of our choosing um, from Spotify because we are hosted on Anchor. And so I went back and I Googled, because uh, we all graduated in 96, uh, the top 100 songs of 96. And this is the song. I was with Luke uh, today. I saw number, I think it was, what, 17? And so we'll discuss. We're going to get into sports, more tech, uh, political um, on the other side. Let's do it. So bad I'm about to pass out Wanna dig you And I can't even lie about it Baby, just alleviate your clothes Time to fly about it Catch you at a club Oh shit, you got me feeling Body talking shit to me But I can't comprehend the meaning Now if you wanna roll with me Then this your chance Do an 80 on the freeway Police catch me if you can Forgive me, I'm a rider Still I'm just a simple man All I want is money Fuck the fame I'm a simple man Mr. International Player with the passport Just like a ladder, bitch Get you in so now, Luke, why don't you tell our listeners the song that you originally chose as the intro today? <laughs> well, you know, because this is kind of a, a reunion show of sorts, I, I thought it was only uh, only appropriate to take uh, It's All Coming Back to Me Now by the greatest singer that ever lived, Miss Celine Dion. Dion. Gotcha. Nice. <laughs> 
But as we were mentioning before we hit record, y'all know what the actual number one song, the hot billboard number one song of 1996 was? Tell them, Luke. The Macarena, ladies and gentlemen. Boom. Boom. I refuse to do that dance. forget that song? To this day, I refuse to do that dance. <laughs> Come on. Even when the stadium cam gets on you when we're back in the stadium and they're playing the yep. Macarena Even over the loudspeaker. Come on. I My heart goes out to uh, my two girls. They're five and ten or seven and ten. Jeez, I don't even know what fucking age wow. my kids are. Wow. Rewind wow. that shit. <laughs> there we go. Uh, so seven and ten. If they asked me to, I still wouldn't do it. Oh. oh, even at a oh, wedding reception, uh, huh? Yeah, dude. Nope. I got. Oh. I got to go get a drink. I, I got to go to the bathroom. You know. Yeah, I gotta, he got. You know. saves himself the chicken dance. Yeah, nature. <laughs> nature calls, boys. Nature calls. I got to go. I got to go take care of that. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was actually interesting looking at the uh, the list of uh, the top 100 from that year. I mean, we've got some. I mean, we we went with the Tupac, of course, but we got lots of uh, Cool J's, Keith Sweat in there. Yeah. You know, Bone Thugs and Harmony, Outkast, some some yes, real sir. legit music from from yeah. our from our day, and then of course all of the uh, the usual suspects from the 90s. The uh, Mariah Carey's and the uh, jewels of the world, and of course those uh, goo goo dolls, and uh, the 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 artist that we featured when we had the Lady J. Uh, I, haha, I was going to say Jayhawks. Hello, the Lady Blue Jays on. Uh, of course, uh, Alanis. Give that Morrison. guy a mulligan. Give that guy a mulligan. <laughs> there we go. Hey man, I'll always take a Jayhawk any day. It's all good. It's all go. good. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. See, Bobby, I think they saw your post about them falling out of the top 25 for the first time in what, like almost 20 like years. And they, years, yeah. they, they took it to heart and they uh, won six out of their next seven. So, you know, not to mention handing uh, those Baylor Bears their first defeat of the year. Yeah. Nice. Nice. It looks like we lost Titus, but he'll be back. Yes. Hey, you talking Dude, about talking about uh, talking about albums from '96? That Outcast album, mm -hmm. I still mm -hmm. I still bump that to this day. Oh hell yeah! Dude, like Dude, when I'm I, working out, I remember being in. I can still remember being introduced to Outcast. Um, I was I was cleaning out my car one morning. Mike Murray had just gotten back. You know, wow. <laughs> neighbor of ours, right across the street. He came over and said, hey, you need to bump this shit. And we put it in and we jammed to it the whole summer. The yep. whole summer. Yeah. The Southern Playlist of Cadillac Music. Yes, right. sir. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. Then, of course, uh, you. Yeah. you Fuck the Macarena. I, I agree with TK. Fuck the Macarena. <laughs> uh, guys, it was so popular that it appears not only once, but twice on the top 100. The uh, Just the straightforward version by Los Del, Los Del Rio is down here at 98. And then number one, of course, is the famous one that we all know and love, the Boys, Bayside Boys mix. So, you know, it kind of... It Somebody's uh, off on it. <laughs> it, it reminds me of that uh, that joint Little Nas X hit last year, right? Old Town Road wasn't there right. about like five different mixes of that that right. like ended up like in the top one hundred for like fifteen. Yeah, but I would bump that. <laughs> yeah, that's the difference, right? Not something I'm bumping. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! <laughs> not even by myself. <laughs> so what should we get into first here? What are you thinking, Bobby? Um, TK, what are uh -oh. your, what are your thoughts? I don't, I, it's up to you guys, man. It's your show, man. Let's roll. I don't care what we get. I, I don't care. All I'm right, good. Luke, Luke kick we're, it off. We're, pa we're passing, passing the hot potato. See, we're coming back. I'm going to make this a potato themed episode. Okay. There you, there you go. go. Bobby, when you post it, I better see some potatoes up there. So <clears throat> Titus, I got to take advantage of the opportunity having you on the show because sure. one of the things that I've gotten to do quite a bit is talk about my experience at living in, you know, small town USA growing up as a closeted 
uh, uh, homosexual, uh, I guess is what you would call that, um, <laughs> you know, but uh, that, that's the thing, you know, I, I, I am still a, a, a white male and was able to kind of have my own little cone of silence and control the script a little bit. You, on the other hand, my friend, were, were, were quite unique in Seward, Nebraska. And I would love to hear about what it was like, you know, in, in 90s small town Nebraska being what had to be one of the few African-American families in town. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it was an experience now that I think about it as a small man. <clears throat> it wasn't as, I guess I look back on it now and, and that friends that, you know, I tell people where I grew up and they're like, oh, I didn't even know they have black people. And, you know, right. in that part of, you know, Nebraska, let alone such a small town, right? Right. But look, I think for me, it was better that um, that I was uh, a young, I was younger. Got it. And, and so I was able to kind of grow up. Like, say, for instance, uh, TK was like one of the very few people that I met because he lived right down the street. Got and it. so it kind of helped me go through... Because I think I was uh, third grade, I think. And so, yeah, you get your little comments here and there, you know, that's because mm. people don't understand, you know, either you're people don't understand or they love you because it's so different. Or people mm. just don't know what to think, so they stay away. Mm. So. I don't, my family didn't have a lot of money. So, I mean, it's not like, you know, we were, so, you know, Seward was based, I think a lot of either your athlete, you have money, and then there's the kids who look, you know, a little more poverty, and then your minorities. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like, right. and, and so it's, I think going through, grade school, middle school, and then into high school, you, middle school is probably the hardest because that's when all the schools surrounding Seward, like Stablehurst, Garland, Donor, like you're really small towns. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think that's a lot of where I experienced a lot of racism was because yeah. of that. And yeah, middle because, school is a tough, tough, tough time for a lot of kids, but particularly tough when you do correct. Uh, so what 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 he's mentioning there is, you know, Seward County, uh, you know, Seward, Nebraska, where we grew up, it, you know, is a small town itself, right? Fifty five hundred people or so. It's the county seat and it is considered a large town considered right. uh, compared right. to the surrounding towns. And so you have all these kids from these tiny little surrounding towns all of a sudden, boom, in one school for the first time and mm -hmm. oh, throw on top of it that uh, you're uh, in middle school and, you know, being you know, horrible as middle schoolers are. So I, right. I feel you. We're all going through puberty changes. Mm -hmm. You know, all, we have to deal with everything. So then mm -hmm. you have being black on top of that. Um, like I said, I didn't really have a whole lot of problems because most of the kids, like I said, I've been there since third grade. So most of the kids have known me right. you know, for right. three, four years. But until you get that mixture of the surrounding areas, then we, you know, we started to have, I, I guess not problems as, but you would hear the little comments. And I don't know if you guys remember me much from middle school, but I was extremely little. I was very small. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't, I wasn't like a, you know, you know, intimidating figure per se.
So it was, it was just, uh, um, I don't know, it was different. I, I, uh, I got in trouble once <laughs> for <laughs> trying to defend myself. Oh, and I, I don't know, I don't know if you guys remember Jeremy Shep. Oh, Jeremy, <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> but it was funny. It was sixth grade. Um, yeah, I don't know if you guys remember that the sixth grade building was off to the, was yeah. separate from the main building. Yeah, I remember that building well. Yeah. <laughs> and we used to have to walk to that big field and we were playing kick soccer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I and I remember I kicked the winning uh run and Jeremy's team lost. And as mm-hmm. I'm walking up, you know, we're talking and we're walking back to the classroom and out of the he's behind me and he, he's so angry that they lost. And he's like, well, if this nigga would just go back to where he came from. Mm. Mm. And I just reacted. I turned around and fucked the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. And went to class, sat down. That was it. Next day, uh, go to class like usual. They called me to the principal's office. Mm-hmm. And uh, get to class and I get there, and Jeremy's there, and his mom is there. And Jeremy's got this shiner. And, mm-hmm. you know, we proceed to talk what happened, and I tell them what happened. And so they're like, well, you know, we have to suspend you because of, you know, fighting. So I went home, got my ass whooped, you know. Back then, no. You know, I, I tell people that I was a product of, uh, <laughs> back then, it, well, now it would be considered child abuse, but back then, you know, back then it was called discipline. But, right. but, right. Uh, but, you know, the funny thing is, is after that situation, me and Jeremy became great friends. Yeah. And, like, I never, I never had, I, we went on, I, you know, we went on to high school. Yeah, of course, you still have. And then high school, you know, then we had the other kid, you know, other from other towns, you know, kind of integrated into the high school. And right. so. Hmm. Oh, so I was just, uh, you know, but high school was, wasn't that bad. It was actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know. so yeah. Yeah. I think the 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 thing that I can definitely identify with here, Titus, is that you know people say shit that they just don't. I mean, even really, I think fully understand what they're saying, you know. Right. And that's one of right. the things that I had to really understand because the number of times that like like calling somebody a fag was something like you just called somebody that because you know it was just meant to be a derogatory term you know and so right. whether you thought that person was gay or not you'd be like yeah don't be such a faggot you know and so right. you know kids can be cruel and so that's why i i i agree with you 100 percent. like middle school was definitely the tough part and then you know people ki- kids seem to like level out a little bit in high school <laughs> but uh, yeah well, for sure for sure uh, but and i could i can tell you like uh I met Bobby, uh, was it my freshman year, I think? Is that yeah. when you moved in, Bobby? Yeah, so I went to St. John's, uh, right? I was a Johner. Oh, is that? Oh, okay. Yeah, I just yeah, remember yeah. you coming in, and I met you, and I had known TK since we, TK had already been, I've been around TK for years already. Yeah, we grew up together, man. Right, so I, what helped was people like TK and other would defend me in case of situations like that. Got it. And, yeah. or they made me fit in, you know, cause like a TK was an athlete. So he already was already, people already looked up to him. So if you've had somebody like TK, you know, bring you into their little group of friends, it makes some things a lot easier when other people look at you being different, obviously. Right. So, but yeah, I think 
yeah, and I met, yeah, I remember, I think it was our freshman year that me and Bobby became friends. Uh, Probably. Yeah. But, I really didn't meet anybody from the public. You know, I wasn't in basketball camps. We didn't have the money for them and all that shit. And I don't think I met or was introduced to like TK and Greg and Morgan and, you know, all you guys until towards the end of, I think, seventh grade. Uh, Burhoop yeah. introduced us. Uh, I think we were at the Rivoli uh, movie theater. <laughs> and. And then, uh, obviously, you guys were always competition for for Mr. Brewhoop, who will be with us on Saturday. Uh Yeah, you know, basketball competition. Greg, you know, I just remember him saying, you know, Greg's really good. TK was really good. You know, fuck those guys. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, but Uh. it wasn't meant to be mean. It was just, you know, John obviously was very competitive. And uh, Jason's very competitive. And. You know they get that from their dad, I think, and but yeah, uh, met T- uh, met Titus freshman year, and then got to be you know closer friends with you know everybody from the public side, obviously through high school. But uh, I didn't really know a whole lot of you know anybody from the public side until really high school, freshman year. Yeah, yeah, it's really. That. Oh, I was just going to say real quick, it's really interesting and in how in such a small town. Yeah, right. you know, the you just don't know the kids that go to the private school because I was the same way. You know, I, I didn't come into Seward until sixth grade. And so I really only knew the people, um, you know, either, you know, from, yeah, I mean, from, you know, from middle school. And that was it, right. <laughs> you know, because you know, I went to, you know, you know, being Catholic and going to Catholic church and whatnot and not being the most athletic kid in the world. Um, <laughs> you know, it was, uh, yeah, high school before I, I, I met mo- most of you Johnnies anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, hey, just to kind of rewind it here a little bit, Titus, when in third grade, I, to this day, I remember it clear as day. I don't know if you guys remember the Seward Elementary School, but they had that little downhill uh, little track or trail that went down to like the basketball court and then it went out to the 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 green, to the field. Exactly. So me, me, Fred Peterson, and I can't remember who else was walking with me, but we were walking down the, the, the little trail there to go down to the field to play football. And all of a sudden, I saw them throw the ball to Titus, and Titus just outran everybody. And I got so excited. I was like, who is that kid? Like, who's the new kid? Did you see how fast he was running? He's on my team. Let's go play football. I was so excited when I, when I saw that with when Titus, man. Is it like the very first memory that I have of Titus? And, and like he said, we – you know, we grew up in the same neighborhood um, after, I mean, we were, we were friends in high school and, and we, we hung out, but then after high school, that's where, you know, we really started to hang out and we kind of had a crew and, you know, we, we'd go out to the clubs together and, and, you know, used to have a, have a really good time. And, and, you know, Titus is, you know, growing up with him and I, you know, I love him like a brother man. he's been, he's been, uh, you know, one of those guys that, I definitely, definitely look up to, I mean, there's been some things that have happened in my life and, and, uh, you know, when you host a podcast called, I need a mulligan, several do overs that you have in your life, but, uh, there's a couple do overs that I wish I could get back. And, um, Titus was there for, for one of them. I got, I got a DUI in, in 99 and Titus is the one that came and picked me up from jail. So, um, definitely appreciative of, of Titus and everything that he's done for me. Absolutely. Yeah, that was uh, – we did roll quite – we rolled neat back then, yeah, because that was uh, Darvell, Frankie. Yeah, yeah. And all them guys. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, that was the uh, – those are the crew that definitely could do some do-overs. <laughs> I mean, and that, and that was like – that was because I didn't drink back then. And so – uh yeah, I just remember 
because that's about the time I started playing football. Yeah, yep. If you guys don't remember or don't realize, TK knew, but I was raised as Jehovah's Witness, so I didn't do sports. And, right. And so that memory that TK has of me was about the, was my release on the recess was when I started to, you know, try to, when I showed my ability to be athletic. I was, ex- our family is extremely in the sports. They just, you know, as a witness, uh, my parents felt that, you know, their hard time could be spent elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, the older I got, the further I kind of separated myself from. And then that's kind of, you know, when I started to play sports later in life. But, yeah, that's, uh, I, I, you know, even you say rewinding, doing do-overs. I wouldn't change growing up because that's, made, I think that's made me more compassionate towards other people. When you're in a biggest city, I think things tend to move too yeah. fast. Or you, uh, it's extreme crime, or it, it leads you into a life of, not saying all big cities, but I think that was another reason why my parents moved us there as kids, because they wanted to give us a better chance of life. Mm, right. Yeah, because you get in those bigger yeah. schools, man, you can get pigeonholed and, and get into a certain group, and then you don't you don't get outside of that group. That's the thing about small towns, man. You get you get into a small town, there's, there's no way to – like get into a, a smaller group where you can be kind of sheltered. I mean, everybody's just there. So you, yeah, you kind of right. see, you see everything, you see all the different, all the different personalities and everything that goes on mm-hmm. in, in a smaller town than you would, would in a big town or big city. Cause I, I when substitute taught in, in the Omaha public school system and yeah, you could just see the little pods and no one, no one interacted with anybody outside of those little pods. And, it just is what it is, but in a small town, you can't you can't do that. Right, so, you ain't got no. No, I was just gonna say I I have uh, you know so many friends that did go to high school in those big. I mean, like, geez, my you know, my other half, Josh, went to one of the largest high schools in all of the United States uh, <laughs> uh, down in Montgomery, Alabama. I had just massive thousands and thousands of kids. And uh, he, like many of my friends that I've made later in life that went to these big, big high schools, just have no idea how a kid that mostly did like music and acting and stuff was also friends with kids that played football and basketball (laughs) and uh, that there were people on the football team that were also on the marching band and like all of these like crossover things that we had. Uh, I mean, shoot, half of half of I think I was maybe one of the only guys in swing choir that wasn't also an athlete and played some other sport. So uh, it, it just makes when you go to such a you know a small school, uh, it just makes it so right that there, there isn't an opportunity to necessarily get pigeonholed into this or that or or be put into one of those those groups that you see. Uh, you know, like in the, you know, in the movies or whatnot, I'm thinking like mean girls and they're like going through like, this is where these guys sit and this is where this, uh, you know, this click sits and whatnot. It just wasn't, you know, wasn't really like that. So, uh, yeah, Seward, Seward was, uh, you know, we, we, we talk shit and we talk Uh about our experiences, but I, I, I'm with you, Titus. I want to, I want to change my, my growing up one bit. I, I think growing up in Seward was a great, was it? It was a great experience. So, right, right. So, so to jump jump into you know some some topics since we've got some great uh, you know well TK we we we, we know your shtick but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you do Titus <laughs> we got your perspective on here too. Want to bring up an interesting thing that Bobby you know and I'll toss it over to you to kind of introduce this. You know mm-hmm. why why is this. Uh, internationally known uh footballer soccer player Football. uh given shit to lebron james what what the hell's his deal well i think where you know where he's from they don't mix sports and politics it doesn't it doesn't play well right 
And, you know, so the question became, should sports players, uh, you know, the megastars, like the, you know, the Colin Kaepernick's, the LeBron James, and, mm. you know, and whatnot, speak out and use their platform for social injustice or whatever, you know, the case is. And obviously they should, and they will continue to do that um, across the pond. Uh, you know, this soccer star thinks that sports players should stick to sports and that's it. And, you know, if that was the case, um, you know, LeBron James personally, you know, voting rights, uh, social injustice, there's so much that he does, you know, his voice carries a ton of weight, regardless of what nonprofit or what the topic is. And we need people like the LeBron James to step out from the basketball court and, 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 you know, they make shit happen and we need a lot more people making shit happen. Yeah, so this guy is a 39-year-old uh, soccer player for MC uh, or AC Milan, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, Swedish-born, Bosnian father, uh, and just thinks that uh, LeBron and Cap and all of the the athletes should should just do what they're paid to do uh, right. and, and keep 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 out of everything else and that is just kind of jarring to hear because over here on this side of the pond you know we hear that same rhetoric from the assholes on a certain uh quote-unquote news channel that like to say shut up and dribble and whatever the right. case may be and then of course we saw you know what happened to cap when he started using his platform so you know tk you know as somebody that's a little bit more in ingrained in the uh, uh the pro sports world you know, what, what are your thoughts on this? It, it's an interesting one and one that it, it, I find to be the, the dude that plays football. I, I can't say his name. I'm going to butcher it. So I'm just going to let <laughs> right, it go. Right. But that motherfucker needs a mulligan right. 100% because he's actually on record saying that he's been under some sort of form of racism because of yes. his mm -hmm. last name. And in mm -hmm. sweet, so it's like, well, hang on, dude. Like you just said that you've been a part of that. Now you want other people not to talk about it. Like mm -hmm. that doesn't. The, for one, that doesn't make sense. Two, you know, we have the First Amendment, uh, being a, in a podcast and having <laughs> freedom of speech. Like anybody should be able to talk about anything that they want to talk about, plain and simple, point blank, end of conversation. Third mm -hmm. thing is, is that LeBron James, he gets asked all these questions all the time. Like, right. what's he supposed to do? Just sit there and not say anything? Right. Like, if somebody asks me about social injustice and I'm in front of a microphone and I just got done playing a basketball game, I'm gonna fucking answer the question, mm -hmm. right? I'm not right. gonna, I'm not just gonna sit here and say, oh, you know, ho hum, like da 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 da. Especially someone like LeBron James and where he's come from and the types of things that he's done in the communities that he has put forth. I mean, the, the school that he has and the different yep. foundations, like this guy, isn't just going to sit there and not say anything. Like mm -hmm. he, he has to say something right? because all of his followers and all the people that he's around and all the young people in the United States that look up to him, He's mm -hmm. he, he absolutely has to say something, mm -hmm. and you know whether or not I agree with him or not, or you or Bobby or Titus, it, it doesn't right. matter. Like it's it just matters that he has the opinion that he has, and people can either follow him and believe in him and and try to live up to what he's talking about, or yeah. you know just fucking keep scrolling and yeah. like, keep your mouth shut. That's that's the only thing I can say about it. Mm -hmm. Now I will say I've there I you know I think for a lot of people there's a huge difference, right? If if Titus was interviewing LeBron, Titus asked LeBron a question, he gives him his opinion. That's okay. It seems to be when they form a business of some kind and they put their opinions into action. 
Mm-hmm. That's where I think a lot of people have an issue with sports figures. Well, what do you know about social injustice? Well, you want to talk about that topic. LeBron can talk to you about it for hours, days, mm-hmm. weeks, right. months. Right. And so it just seems like when when sports figures or celebrities in general, right, they create a foundation for X. They want to put ideas, thoughts, energy, and efforts into action. That's where people like, well, that's not what you're a movie star. What the fuck do you know about clean water? Mm-hmm. Right. Look at Leo. Leo DiCaprio has been doing shit for clean energy, clean water for better part of 20 years. Yeah. You'll still see people chiming in. Fuck you, Leo. Fuck Titanic. You don't know shit about X, you know? And, <laughs> and, and it's just really funny because he has raised over $500 million for clean energy, clean drinking water and all that stuff. But yet he's just a movie star. He shouldn't be doing that. Right. Right. So, well, very yeah, look at Jaden Smith. You know, oh, he's yeah. got a water company. Right. Mm-hmm. Clean water. Mm-hmm. But I think my thing is, is um, like me and TK had talked about this a little earlier, that uh, just now LeBron James is an icon. And in that status, like I say, people look up to you. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, so just just take for instance, if he's like TK said, he's sitting in front of a mic, and they ask him about social injustice, and he says, "I'll leave that to the politicians." Now you know damn well somebody's going to try to scorch him for mm-hmm. saying that. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's damned if you do, damned if you don't, right? But in his situation. At his level of celebrity, it's almost, you know, your job or per se, you know, to take a stand or to try to do something to change because people (coughs) will look to you. So if you're a forefront of making the car go left, people are going to go left. So, you know, it's it's people like LeBron James that start to move the needle, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think he quit giving a shit about what people thought years ago, right? Right. Yep. There's no point. That's right. kind of what Titus said. And, but, and that's the thing is, like, I look at LeBron James. You, you, when's the last time you've ever seen anything in the paper about infidelity or right. he was right. at the strip club or mm-hmm. he's yep. out drinking, you know, driving fast on the street. You don't see that shit. Right. But you got other people who are in the strip club every night, you know, with a different woman or, you know, <laughs> doing things they shouldn't be doing that are in the, you know, in the limelight talking about this, this, and this. And so if, you know, to me, it's just, I guess, as a, you know, a, a, you know, soccer player, football player, I know I'm pretty sure that their conditions in their country probably could use some help from somebody with his status. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. You know, he should be doing more for his country instead of, you know, telling, you know, leaving politics to the politicians or. You know, you got to speak up when things need to be spoken on. Yeah. Well, and it's, you know, it's these politicians that say this shit, like, you know, you, you know you're an actor, keep your uh, views to yourself, or Taylor Swift, nobody cares what you think, you sing songs, or LeBron, you keep it to yourself, or, or Cap, you don't, you know, you stand up during the national anthem. I mean, who are they anyway? They're just, they're just people. They're just dudes and women and like that, you know, decided to run for office. So why the fuck does their opinion matter more than somebody else's opinion? That's what I've never really understood about the the shut up and dribble crowd. It's like Mm -hmm. who who what makes them any you know that they've accomplished more in their lives than you have. (laughs) Right. Right. You know, it just makes me. You know, it just makes me really scratch my head, and I'm like, "Who, who do you think you are to be, 
you know, to, to, to be telling this person to keep their opinion to themselves. And then, you know, not to mention the, the long line of uh, personalities and whatnot that have gone on to run for office. And so what? It's like you get elected to office and all of a sudden, like, you're allowed to have an opinion, but everybody else is not. Like, it's just it's right. bullshit. Bullshit. Well, that's like the campaign that started, what, three, four weeks ago about uh, LeBron getting into politics because there's going to be an open seat in yep. Ohio. Yeah. And they were hammering Anthony Davis about it for a week straight. And he finally answered, that's up to LeBron. He's going to be great at both. Right. Obviously, you know, the politics would take away from his gameplay and all that. But, you know, he didn't shoot it down. He just simply said that's up to LeBron. But yeah. he didn't answer it for like three or four days. And finally, he answered it. I mean, that's how important yeah. LeBron is in this scope. Exactly. Exactly. And that and that's it. Right. Exactly. It's not like just any basketball player. Right. Uh, it's Titus's point. You know, he's an he's an icon. He, he is somebody that has already accomplished so much on the field or on the court, but he's also accomplished so much off the court in everything he's done and giving back to his community uh, and setting up organizations that help kids uh, get off the streets and, and, and have opportunities to play ball and whatnot. You know, mm -hmm. he, he's just uh, an outstanding individual and correct. You don't see the, uh, the, you know, the crap about the, you know, any bullshit that he does because he doesn't do that. You know, for right. for all for for his, you know, he's a, he's a good family man. And that's it. And 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 you know, and how many and how many and how many politicians can say that? Right. right. <laughs> yeah, he just listed his what twenty two twenty five million dollar house on the market right now, Luke. So yeah, you can snack that for fucker. Sure. That's, <laughs> that's an outstanding yeah. life. Yeah, all three me, of us combined couldn't afford that. Shit. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, <laughs> let, let me let me grab my pocket money. <laughs> yeah, I, got a, I got a couple quarters sitting around here. Right. 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 <laughs> so, so Bobby, what the hell is going on with uh social networks getting hacked and then being the hackers hold hold the network for ransom or some shit like that? Like, what what the hell is what is what is going on? We talk about data on this show all the time. Yes. But uh, we we are seeing everyone from the U.S. government to, uh, you know, Twitter getting hacked. Like, yep. what, what are we all just freaking fish in a barrel here? What, what the hell well, is going on? Every, everything's digital. There's going to be um, there's going to be exploits all the time even when you've got artificial intelligence uh, learning about what the next hack's going to be the language the design the code uh there's there's stuff out there where you know you've got artificial intelligence on your network and oh well here's uh here's a new you know html file and it's going to be updated at you know 60,000 locations but then there's something else that they find an exploit on. And then mm -hmm. what happens is once they gain access to the network, right? So what hasn't been discussed is the huge hack with solar winds, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So solar winds is was basically or is basically a, a big managed service provider for a lot of different services. Um, and, you know, a lot of telcos use them to monitor circuits or hosted voice lines or there's a myriad of things they can do. But there was a, a lot of government agencies that were affected. There was a lot of companies like even Microsoft and, and, and stuff like that that were affected. But what the trend has been is once a hacker, so say us four, we gain access to to some telcos network and all of a sudden we have control we're going to be calling up the cfo and saying hey in order for you guys to get this back we want 5.5 million dollars in bitcoin or 10 million dollars in bitcoin which can't be tracked and once it's paid they give them access back and then they also provide right so this is part of the payment the hackers provide details on how they gained access to the network. And mm -hmm. then so basically they're, they're paying to find out how they uh, gained access. Then they create a patch and then 
they're back at it trying to find another exploit and we gain access again well now it's going to be 10 million dollars and then money keeps going up and if you can't pay if you can't borrow enough money to pay for it you're fucked hmm. yeah so again back to my question then uh so the the end user us out here we're just we're we're we're, we're I mean, what what is a guy to do to keep his data safe? Well, like we discussed on the last pod, if you want off the grid, you're going to have to get one of those uh, <laughs> Sons of Anarchy flip phones. <laughs> right. exactly. Dude, I'm in. I'm in. Seriously. <laughs> seriously, I'm in. Fuck all this bullshit. I'm in. Right. <laughs> right. I'm just going to get rid of my smartphone. I'm yeah. just going to, you know, just do the flip phone thing. Be, you know grandpa tk and say you fuck know, it i i i, I mean you I, gotta go back to color your one yeah, yeah. <laughs> hell yeah you know yeah. i i thought you know in this day With and age green yes yeah. sir <laughs> yeah. i thought in this the only day video and game it, you had was snake yes oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> nice hmm. i'm actually surprised by the amount of people that a uh don't have a smartphone and be uh, consume cannabis, but maybe I guess I should think that that's a pretty good intersection because <laughs> we're, we're always in, in the cannabis industry. We're always looking for better payment solutions to get away from cash. Right. right. So yeah. we now have, uh, you know, you can do pay, you know, text to pay, which is basically a, a you know very similar to any of your peer-to-peer -peer, uh, payment methods like a Venmo or a Cash App or whatnot. Huh. But uh, this one's called uh, that I'm working with now is called PayCloud, and basically the the uh, the, the dispensary can send the customer uh, a text that uh, the the customer accepts the invite text, enters in their payment details, and boom, uh, makes the payment. I, you know, I, I've, I've really been, uh, you know, a big advocate for this software. I am shocked by the number of dispensary operators that come to me and say, but Luke, X amount of my customer base don't have smartphones. They, they legit pull their little flip phone out of their pocket. Mm. And I'm just like, shit, that, that still exists. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I so, mean, it's, it's so, really... since, so since I'm a cannabis user, I should be, I should, I should, I, the glaucoma medicine that so, I use, TK, I, should, you, I should know that I should be using a uh, flip phone instead of a have, smartphone. Yeah, you should have a flip phone and apparently just a, a grip of cash in your pocket at all times. That's okay, how you so, roll, you know, completely. So I'm going, uh, <laughs> so I'm, going uh, I'm going flip phone and I'm going, what's the, what's the granny pack? What do they call it? What oh, they call yeah, it? the the uh, the uh, fanny pack of yes, uh, cash the on you. Fanny pack with cash, a little vape <laughs> and a mullet. You gotta a have little, a fucking mullet. A mullet, mullet, <laughs> mullet, <laughs> fanny pack, some yep. cash, a vape pen, and I'm good to go. Yeah, it's yeah. Okay. And some K Swiss. <laughs> and some K Swiss. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know about. I can't. I can't rock no K Swiss. Well, I guess I could. I could. The old school stuff, though, not not any of the new school stuff. It's got to be right. the old school, yeah. old school case. All white thick soles. Yeah. <laughs> so but I mean, uh, yeah, go ahead. The no, cannabis industry is crazy. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. I just say it's it's shocking to me, but uh, maybe maybe not. So you know, I I, I have I, I want to present a new question. You know, because I. I actually, a, a while back, uh, and I just never got to it on the pod, Bobby, uh, but wanted to talk about how uh, politicians are starting to use video games in their, in, their, uh, in their campaigns. And I guess during this past presidential campaign, uh, the, Biden, uh, the Biden campaign actually, and the Trump campaign as well, apparently had... Uh, plugins or whatever that you could that you could use in that farmville app mm -hmm. where you could build your own little like joe biden for president 
you know, office or something like that. And it was just a new way of, of connecting to younger voters. So right. it's really interesting to see where the video game industry is heading. Right. And I, so I already have that thought in my mind, like, wow, what, what is next in the world of video games? And then Bobby Stutzman sends me an article about, <laughs> about something that apparently uh, has been working really well for him. So I was curious, Bobby, if you wanted to uh, share this new uh, technology with our listeners. Well, before we dig into your pastime, <laughs> well, he's just um, he's just gonna avoid the question. Yeah. We Typical are working, Bobby. Yeah, we're Typical working Bobby. With some, we're working with some cloud <laughs> gaming designers, developers. They have their own platforms, and what um, we've been learning, right? So we got into this space. I want to say about. 14, 15 months ago, I was uh, someone from the Orlando Magic, uh, their NBA 2K League team reached out to us for sponsorship opportunities. Uh, he was mm -hmm. from Colorado Springs. And I was like, well, before we sponsor anything, I want to really learn this industry, right? Mm -hmm. And what we have seen over these last 15 months, and especially during COVID, is that one of the main reasons all of the global ISPs, whether it's domestically or over in Asia or Europe or, or South America, was because the vast majority of traffic was no longer Netflix. It was gaming traffic, right? Mm -hmm. And um, so the fact that Joe Biden, right, he, he uh, had a great team, great marketing, you know, utilized gaming because of the eyes, right? Gaming has more FaceTime. Everything is about FaceTime. Facebook sure. is about FaceTime. Twitter, everything is about FaceTime. And gaming is averaging three times the uh, normal FaceTime or what you, you would see for a normal user on Facebook on yeah. Roblox and the Farmvilles and all that stuff. So mm -hmm. it's been very, very interesting to see the different companies, the different angles, the utilization of gamers, uh, the marketing tactics and everything else. But then sp specifically talking about the game that Luke invented, <laughs> he created, it was his brainchild. <laughs> the article states that for those, what Luke, that have Pre I, think it's, I think it's premature ejaculation, Bobby. Pre premature ejaculation. Yeah, I believe that's specifically the issue Damn. at hand. <laughs> Get there's, into it, boys. There's, there's this game that Luke and his team developed that helped with that. <laughs> uh, if, if only, because I think this thing is going to make some fucking money uh, because it is I, – I can see the guys out there – you know, you know, sitting there in the basement, maybe uh, playing, playing their uh, different video games and whatnot, and uh, they're thinking back to their the last time they touched a live human being, uh, either man or woman, whatever, right. uh, and, the, and the experience didn't go so well, and then suddenly, suddenly, here comes an opportunity. Uh, you know, article was in CNET. And it's the uh, the MyHixel, MyHixel, am I saying that right? Device. So yeah. it looks like a barbell or a vase, but you don't put flowers in there, guys. <laughs> it's uh, it's 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 a device that you hook up to the video game, and as you work through, as you work through uh, the different levels of the video game, it helps you uh, learn some, uh, let's just say some some self control. So, well you know, put. you know, and, and the timing couldn't be better because science, wow, science, they have just come out with a, uh, 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 a study that shows that the cuttlefish, the cuttlefish of all things, uh, has been proven to be able to show levels of self-control uh, that are uh, superior to those of most humans. So... Mm. Gentlemen, apparently, uh, you know, as if there's not enough uh, game competition out there already, now you have to compete with the cuttlefish of the world as well. So check it out. CNET, this video game helps men level up in bed yeah. by yeah, tackling cool. sexual dysfunction. How about that? I'm cool. I'm cool on that. State of the <laughs> art, baby. State of the art. I would have never I, guessed. I prefer live action. 
or creative from video games? I mean, I just, I, it, it is, it, it's just mind boggling to, uh, you know, to, to see. And, and, you know, we're, we're, we're making light of it, but there are also other games, you know, tons of games that help with achieving fitness goals, but now there's things that help manage pain, uh, yeah, all sorts of, you know, chronic conditions. Yeah. Mental health challenges, ADHD, and even one that helps people stop smoking. So, you know, it, it's really it, what, what a world, you know, where the, the gaming industry, the games are being used to uh, help folks, even with uh, PTSD, depression, bipolar disorder, order, and on and on. So it's, it's so good stuff. Yeah, so Luke, there's a gaming analytics company called New Zoo. So it's N E W Z O O. They mm-hmm. are a phenomenal analytics company. They they track gaming globally, not just domestically. And what we've noticed, so we you know we get the updates and everything from them whenever it's published and posted. So it you know breaks it down by not just video game but device being used, country generating the most revenue. So China's number one, U.S. is number two, and has been for you know the last couple of years. Um, but what we're seeing, right? So there's actual profiles of gamers, and you can see it on the site. There's like nine different profiles. There's people mm-hmm. that buy the latest and greatest hardware, but not necessarily play the games. There's people that like to watch people play the games, like on Twitch. Mm. And what we're seeing is that the gamer, the average age of the gamer, the last 12, 16 months has actually gone up. And the average age is now 32 years old. Boom. Boom. Everybody thinks the gaming like it's, you know, 12 and 15 year olds, but it's 32 married with liquid income and has kids. There we go. Well, yeah. But yeah, you got all the things you got to afford nowadays just to right. play really games. You yeah. better have a job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say uh, that that first cohort that you mentioned, the ones that want to buy the latest tech but not use it, yeah. I cannot fathom putting in the effort to get my hands on a PS5 just to just to have it. Right. I, I, or, I, that, or look at the market for NVIDIA GPUs. They come out with a new GPU. They're sold out in like a day and a half, and they don't get them back in for another six weeks. And some of them are 6000 bucks a pop. That's gone. just gone. That, that, is, that, that, is, that is some fascinating, fascinating shit, Bobby. Yep. <laughs> yep. Fascinating shit. Yeah, <laughs> well, I can't believe somebody actually wrote an article about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with Titus. Right. I'm with Titus. Me and Titus, well, we go way back, and we're we we're still on that tip, man. We ain't, yeah. we ain't dealing with that. <laughs> I, prefer, I prefer live. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> live practice always, always right. better. Uh, you know. Real game time, always better than the scrimmage. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, nice. fellas, TK, Titus, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, as we do here on Unfiltered, we always like to end on a high note. And I have got a really interesting uh, high note here because uh, maybe it is a sign of things to come. So y'all remember that cat Andrew Yang that ran for president and he had this crazy idea of UBI, universal basic income, meaning that every American over the age of or 18 years or older uh, gets a check from the government every month, just you know, so you know that that income is always there, you know? Right. People thought he was crazy. Well, you know who didn't think they were crazy? The good folks out in government in Stockton, California, that decided Mm. to roll out a pilot program of universal basic income. Uh, Using uh, funds that were largely donated uh, by large corporations, they sent out cash payments of $500 a month to randomly selected people living in neighborhoods with average incomes lower than $46,000 per year. There were no strings attached, 
Recipients could spend the money however they saw fit. And guess what? A new analysis of data from the program found that the money helped. The payments reduced income volatility, doubled households' capacity to pay unexpected bills, allowed people to help out their family and friends. And not only did it not dissuade participants from working, but in some cases, it provided people with the stability to go out and find themselves a better job. So maybe this is a sign of things to come, but Democrats are pushing forward. Hopefully monthly checks to millions of Americans in need will be in our future. You've been listening to Unfiltered with Bobby and Luke. Politics, tech, entertainment, global headlines, real and raw. Real and raw. Finally, a podcast with real talk and no bullshit. We hope you enjoyed the show, but if we pissed you off, that's okay too. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at Bobby and Luke. On Instagram at Unfiltered with Bobby and Luke. And on LinkedIn at unfiltered-with-bobby-and-luke. How many dashes do we need there, fellas? My God. Anyway, make sure to like, rate, and review. And of course, leave a comment. And check out the website at bobbyandluke.com. This is Unfiltered, signing off.